Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in to Stacking the Box on this beautiful Tuesday. The NFL schedule getting released on Thursday. Matt Verderam back in the saddle. Verderam, uh, you're very excited about this schedule release. I don't get it. I, I We all know what teams we're playing, but you're one of those guys that just, you can't wait for Thursday, baby. I enjoy the schedule more than the draft. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I, uh. I, I like to envision the, how how things might play out. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to be able to know every win and every loss, although I will say this right off the top. Yeah. If you are someone who's really into that kind of thing, I have this annual tradition. I think this is the fifth time I've done it, uh, where I pick every single game uh, the night the schedule release comes out, all the way through, in this case, Super Bowl 57, and um, I, I have, you know, games of the week where I break down games of the week for each page. And in full disclosure, it is a slideshow because if it wasn't, it would be the biggest wall text you've ever seen in your life. It's the only slideshow I'll write all year long. But it just I, I honestly guy, I think it looks better um, with a week being a slide. It just breaks it up. You can skip ahead if you want to, whatever you want. But like every game, uh, we've got a bunch of fancy little graphics in there. And uh, I'll reveal who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. So... Um, you know, if you want to check it out, check it out. That'd be awesome. It's going to go pretty late Thursday night. It'll be up. I'll, I'll tweet out all day Friday. Um, uh, but it's, be- it's become something that's really fun. And of the first four years that I've done it, yeah, I've had at least one team in the Super Bowl correct every year. Um, it, with, with last year being the first time I did not, I had last year I had the Chiefs and I had the Packers. So I wasn't far off. Um, but in other years, I've at least had one team. The year the Chiefs won, I was right. The year the Pats and the Rams played, I had that right, except I had the, the Pats losing to the Rams. So uh, check it out. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um, but, yes, I love the schedule release. 
I do think it's a lot of fun. I like to know, like for some teams, it really doesn't matter, right? Like if you're if you're Miami, it doesn't matter if you're at home in October or December. It matters if you're Buffalo. So I, I like that kind of stuff. So uh, listen, I did not know that you actually go seventeen week slider. Is that eight, eighteen week slider? Right, oh, eighteen. Slider. The whole thing. You do the whole thing. The whole thing. See, you're a leader, man. You're just a leader. You're a, you're a leader in the football wilderness. Uh, hit if you haven't hit that subscribe button by now, do it because I mean, who else is out there doing what Vertoram's doing? Uh, listen, I've got I I picked out some nuggets for you today. This is my gift to you on the NFL right. schedule. So I wanted to get as excited because we already do know. Well, we've got the Monday night doubleheader in Week Two, Bills and Titans. The best apparently the NFL feels like. We let out information slowly during the week. That'll just build up to Thursday. Right. Eagles and Vikings are playing the second game that night. But what interested me, Verderam, for you, buddy, uh, week 16, we're going to have a Christmas triple header, which falls yep. on a Sunday. Third straight year, the NFL playing on Christmas. Last year, we had the Packers over the Browns. Eight zillion people watched it on Fox, 28.6 million to be exact. Third, third most watched game of 2021. The NFL should be playing on Christmas. But do you know why? How good are you, NFL history, man? Do you know why I'm bringing up Christmas to you and the NFL schedule? Do you know what I'm about to reference? Yeah, the Christmas Day game, 1971. Yeah, there it is. I <laughs> Yeah. Dolphins Chiefs, longest game ever played. My father, if he's listening to this while he's driving, just went off the road intentionally. Is that that game ruined Christmas for him for about a decade? What what um, yeah. what details can you give me on that game other than what you just said? What, it was what? the last game ever played at Kansas City Municipal Stadium. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Chiefs opened Arrowhead the following year. It was a 27-24 score. Gary Upremian kicked the game-winning field goal. Jan Stenrud. First Hall of Fame place kicker ever uh, missed three field goals in the game, including a chip shot at the very end. But most importantly, thirty-one yarder. You are, you are, you are, you are so my hero. Keep going. Most importantly, yeah. Ed Podolak had arguably the greatest single game from scrimmage in NFL history. I believe he had three hundred and fifty yards from from uh, total yards, including returns. Yeah, I mean and- it's just an un an unbelievable performance from a guy who was a decent player, but certainly was not. Anybody you'd like remember if you weren't a Chiefs fan? You're on it, man. 85 yard run for a touchdown in the first quarter. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he had a 78 yard run in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, that's when Stanarud missed the 31 yard chip shot. Many, many, many Chiefs players from that team would tell you that <laughs> they were a lot better that year than the year they won in 1969. And that, I, Otis Taylor wrote a, a autobiography. Um, before, unfortunately, he had uh, some some health issues, and right. I have the book up on my on my uh, shelf. I'm looking at right now, and in the book, I believe right in the beginning, he talks about the fact that that game wakes him up in cold sweat times <laughs> at night because of how much it haunts him. So, I mean, that game, yeah that that was a that was a killer. And that, by the way, yeah, that was the last playoff game they played for 15 years. Right, and so and and there you go. There's the kicker. The last piece of the research that I did today, quote, the Christmas Day Classic was the beginning of Miami's odyssey that included three straight Super Bowl appearances, back-to-back Super Bowl titles, undefeated 72, and then the last line, the Chiefs endured a 50-year Super Bowl draw before breaking through in 2019, defeating the 49ers. 
Yep. I mean, I mean, it's kind of a demarcation point. This, uh, oh, this, right? No I mean, they were that year. They were the best team in football. They were a dominant team. They were expected to kill Miami, who was a really young, up and coming team. Um, I mean, Bob Greasy's talked about the fact that they didn't think they were going to win that game. Like going into it, they thought like they had no shot to win that game. Right. And they went in, they won, and they beat. Do you know who they beat the following week in the AFC title game? Do I know who the Dolphins be the following week in the AFC title game? Yeah. Uh, no chance, but I'll guess the the. Go ahead, Steelers. They beat Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Be Baltimore. Here's a fun fact for you, and we get back to actually doing podcasts. <laughs> people don't just tune out and stop listening. Hey, I'd like to know in the, uh, in the in the chat, is this is this good content for you? Do you like a little history it's lesson? History for, you absolutely hate us all right. I, I think you'll love um, it, but maybe I'm wrong. In 1972, the Dolphins, following year, they went undefeated. They lost in the Super Bowl to the Cowboys after they beat the Chiefs, and then they went undefeated in 1972. They won the whole thing. Okay. Because of the way the NFL did the scheduling back then, the playoff seedings, they did not give out home field advantage by record. They rotated it by division. So in 1972, the undefeated Miami Dolphins went on the road to play Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. That's BS. I'm glad they finally got that one right. Way to go, they NFL. In the mid-70s. Good, that good. Was, they rotated by division. And that was the week after the Immaculate Reception when the Steelers beat the Raiders on, on Franco Harris's Immaculate Reception. So John Madden. 15 and 0 at the time had to go on the road to beat Pittsburgh in the Asian title game. Some serious BS. I'm glad they figured that out. And and I, I appreciate this trip down memory lane, by the way. Uh you how so are you how do you do you like to get back to 2022 here? Yeah. Do you like as an NBA fan the okay. NFL invading Christmas Day? Do you enjoy that you have all of that on at once, or do you hate the fact that the NFL is making you choose? Yeah. Okay. So as as a as a big NBA guy, I hadn't thought about that till this very moment. But it it do, it does sting a little bit because that is the that was like the really the official of the NBA season start day. So the five games on on uh, Christmas Day are going to get overshadowed. They'll probably get like t- you know three three viewers with the NFL going on. So it's a little yeah. painful for my for my hoop love, how, but that's how okay. Pissed is, how pissed is Adam Silver? Right. Oh. Like that. That is. Until the playoffs, I think we can both agree that is the NBA's big day, right? Yeah, 100%. All day long, all night long. And the NHL does not play on Christmas Eve or Christmas. They give their players those days off. So the NBA has a total monopoly on this. I mean, college, I think it's made as a crappy bowl game or two. Nothing that's going to take away. And then the NFL is like, that's nice, triple header. And nobody's watching the NBA. You're done. See you later. Your one day of relevancy in the regular season is now officially over. Okay. Now, keep in mind that this will not happen every year because when Christmas falls on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you will not have. But I think I think the NFL is here to stay on Christmas in terms of, hey, if it's a Thursday night, you're getting a Thursday night Christmas game. If it's a Friday, yeah, maybe not, but they might shoehorn that bad boy in on a Friday. <laughs> and on Saturday, oh, you're damn straight. You're getting – you're getting a triple header forever on the Saturday. So you're going to get – I mean, they're, they're going to turn Christmas in a lot of ways into Thanksgiving. Obviously, Thanksgiving, you'll have that every year. You won't have that on Christmas. Like I said, you won't have Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But you will 100% – if the ratings are as astronomical as they expect it to be, you're about to get a Thursday Christmas triple header and a Saturday Christmas triple header. I mean, that, 
That's coming. That's coming 100%. It's called squeezing as much juice slash money out of the lemon as humanly possible so we can all be uh, 10-time billionaires uh, and and have 17,000 yachts. But, hey, I like it. Christmas Day football, at the end of the day, that's a win. If I want to watch the NBA, I'll put on the NBA. Make your choices. No problem with me. There should be football on Christmas. I got no problem with it. I'm sure guys, you know, they love being with their families, but it's also going to be on some level sort of, I mean, assuming you're not playing every year, kind of a treat to play on Christmas, you know, yeah. whole league's watching, that type of thing. I, I think so. I agree with that. I think, um, you know, let me ask you, of all the games that have been released, and so far there's been nine, the international slate, which I'll, I'll break news here, that all those games suck. Um, the international slate, the only game that's even any good is the game in Mexico, which is a Monday night game between the Niners and the Cardinals. It's a home game for the Arizona. Um, I don't know if you're ready for Jags Broncos in London or you're ready for uh, the Munich game, which is uh, the Bucks and the Seahawks, but pretty sure those games are going to be killings. The, the game in Mexico is a good game. I, uh, and there, there are a few other London games as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. The Packers playing London this year. It's another game that you're like, yeah, that game's going to be won by 50 points. Um, but I think it's, I will say the Christmas Day game between Denver and the Rams, that's a really good game. Russell Wilson going yep. back to the NFC West, facing the, the Rams and, and their haunt. And then week two, which was announced on, on draft night, um, Chiefs at Chargers. First game on Amazon, Al Michaels on the call uh, with, with Troy Aikman. And, or excuse me, not with Troy Aikman. Who's his, uh, who's his partner? Uh, it's Al, uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet on the call on Thursday Night Football. And Amazon, they've had a couple games before, but this is the first game of their true package where they're going to take over Thursday Night Football. And that game's at Arrowhead. That's a hell of a game in week two. It, so it is. Wake up. It is. Like, my answer to your schedule question is really any game that involves the AFC West. I, I just I find the whole thing fascinating. <laughs> I mean, that division is going to be unreal this season. Yep, yep. And... I, we're going to get to our – well, we can do this in a second, actually. Our, our, our most improved versus teams that have fallen the farthest. But I'll, I'll – I'll, 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 what's happening? Let me just say this real quick. Yeah. And then we can move on to that. A, a, a prayer to the schedule gods, which I know <laughs> the schedule's been in ink already here for a few weeks, if not a few months. For the love of God. Can we please skip the bullshit NFC East games in primetime, please? I grew up in NFC East country, okay? I have tons of friends who are Giants fans. When the Chiefs sucked for some years, not that I, you know, I, I, I didn't like root for the Giants. Like, I went out and bought all their, like, paraphernalia. But, like, always liked the Giants. Like, please, for the love of God, can we skip the Giants and Cowboys in week six on Sunday Night Football? I, I can't take it. And the idea, all these Neanderthals who are like, well, you know, the NFL does that for ratings. It's the NFL. You could put anyone in the world on and you're getting a rating. Green Bay is is smaller than Rockford in population, okay? I think they're doing okay. I think yeah, but- Green Bay is doing all right. Okay, real, I think if you put Green Bay on against anybody, you're drawing. So can we, can we please skip, hey, it's Giants Commanders. On on Monday night, which ESPN for years 
has just been a crap sandwich on these Monday night football games. Every year we get the Vikings at the Bears. We got to watch Cousins throw two picks and go for 140 yards. We get we get these weird like interconference like, hey, it's Jets Lions. Like my God, put on a decent football game. I cannot st- – that is the one complaint I have to schedule. The NFL is to shoehorn in these weird – like, we've got to get every single team on. And I and I understand you want to showcase a team once a year. And if you want to put on – look, if you want to put on the Jets or, – or actually, you know, the Jets have improved. The Texans on Thursday night football, fine. But – and I may, maybe I'm in the minority here. Then put them against another horrendous team. I can either just miss the game completely or I can just laugh at it. I don't I don't want to waste watching a really good team at prime time beating the hell out of Houston. Because I have no time for it. Put together put put either a really good game on or a horrendous game where we can all just either move on or have a good time with it. I would not hate a Cowboys Eagles matchup. That's fine. The Eagles are good. They made the playoffs. Okay, but you Houston just you signaled out the game. Primetime television. Please, I can't take it. If I got to watch Daniel Jones throw for a buck forty one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, you, 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 I don't know why I'm hearing myself back. Something different changed here. I don't know if anybody did something in Command Central that I can, that can be fixed. But okay, it actually sounds a lot better right now. Okay. I, I, you just lumped the whole NFC East in there. I think the Cowboys and Eagles is actually an interesting battle in that division. They're fine. They're both playoff teams. Yeah. Well, there you go. We always get these weird, like, hey, the, like if again, if you're going to put on the Cowboys, put them on with the Eagles. I don't want to see the Cowboys play the Giants ever, <laughs> ever. Remember those years? There was like a five year stretch where that was the Sunday night game every single year to start the season. Like, who the hell outside of New York and Dallas and wants to see that? I would even argue people in New York don't want to see that. Oh, hold on. Would you rather watch the Bears play the no. Lions or the cow or the G- Cowboys play the Giants? Well, my God, I mean, neither. Can I? Can I just? Can I get a? Like the Packers and the Rams, can I have that? No, we can't. How about Bears Packers? Bears also, anything? Also, it's atrocious. Like my God, <laughs> how about Packers Vikings? Sure. Okay. The Vikings are at least competent. Like, yeah, but okay. It's not great. It's not a great game, but it beats the hell out of having to sit there and watch the Bears. You just, oh, by the way, I don't know if you red sacked the box this week. You better have. I just, I just took the Bears to task for about seven hundred fifty words to start the column. But that's neither here nor there. I, I I haven't read it. I look forward to reading it. Is was your main point that they should not be drafting defense when they're trying to develop Justin Fields? Yes, they, I basically wrote that they're trying to sabotage Justin Fields. I mean, they're not actually like actively trying to, but they are sabotaging Justin. But Fields. so how many how many offensive linemen were taken before the Bears selected, and how many receivers at, at thirty nine? Oh, a ton. I don't know the exact nine nine and eight. So you're okay. are, are you you're the war you're one of the worst teams in football. You got holes all over the place. I'll have a five second. Bears argument with you. Do we do you not take the second cornerback on the on the board or a, or a starting safety that could impact your team versus the tenth wide receiver? I I, I don't I don't fault I'll them. I'll hear that. I'll hear that. But how about a tight end? Cole Komet's not good. Okay, so uh, if like Trey McBride could have the top tight end off the board, I can hey, listen. If if you if if there was an elite tight end there, if we look back on the draft in in two years or th- that may, that's fine because Cole Komet, I, I the whole thing. It's not good. You, you know it's what's interesting, good. real fast. What's interesting in Chicago is every Bears coach and Bears uh, personnel head, Ryan Poles, new general manager, 
they are like tripping over themselves to say positive things about Justin Fields, which makes me think that they don't trust Justin Fields like the exact opposite. Um, but here, let's let's jump to – give me your most improved team right now on May the 10th as we have the schedule release in two days, and give me your, your biggest faller in the Verderam power rankings with everything that's happened this offseason. It's interesting. You know, for improved teams – I think a lot of the really good teams just kind of stayed good. Like, I don't – but I, I think I have to say Denver. I think I have to say Denver. I mean, you, you go out and you go from Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson. I'm not big on the Randy Gregory signing. Like, you paid a man $70 million with 16 and a half career sacks. I'm not I, – I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. And for everybody out there, he gets pressure. He gets – I mean, the man has 16 and a half sacks. But they went out. They might have upgraded a head coach. They certainly upgraded a quarterback. I, I think I think they've got to be there. I, I you know look and, and Gonzo makes the argument in the chat of Browns, which Deshaun Watson. Okay, I just I don't know what to make of Deshaun Watson for a, a lot of different reasons. He's going to play. Um, you know who the hell knows he's going to look like after not playing for a year. But it's a fair argument. Um, but I'll take Denver. I'll take Denver. I, I mean, my God, I feel like you're almost compelled to stay in the AFC West. But I, I will say the Broncos. Yeah, I, listen, that's who I have as well. But I would, I would like to throw just a, a a caveat of a very nice off season to the New York Jets, who yep. are actually yep. returning to having the formulation of a football team at some point. So, and that's almost like the biggest surprise of the off season that, that the Jets are making rational, sane, uh, interesting draft maneuvers with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, I think, is a nice pick. You know, he, that dude looks like he's going to be able to get to the quarterback. Uh, and they've, you know, they've they've addressed some issues in free agency too. The Jets are kind of interesting, but I I have that as a backup in case you you went for the Broncos, which was uh, fairly obvious. Um, I, would, I would also toss. Oh, excuse me, I would also yeah. toss another team, which is a playoff team last year. But I think the Eagles had a nice offseason. Yeah, AJ, AJ Brown, come Brown, on! I love their draft. Um, Look, largely this is going to depend with the Eagles on, on how Jalen Hurts plays. But they I'll tell you what, they, they got them some real guys. Like they got real guys around them. So I, I like what the Eagles did quite a bit. I think the Broncos will take a big jump. I, I will say, I don't I don't think the Broncos are like a Super Bowl favorite, but I, I do think they're a playoff team. Um and I and that's a far cry from where they've been the last couple of years. Gonzo, by the way, throwing in the Browns, I think that's fair. That's just really weird. I still can't get over like I'm, you know, prepping for the show today and I'm reading about Cleveland and it just like popped off the screen again. They gave him two hundred and thirty million dollars right. guarantee. It, it's 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 unbelievable. Which, by the way, now his legal process, right? I guess you yeah. want to call it the civil case, however you want to term it. Okay, that is is kind of dragging and dragging and dragging as, as these things will do. Now there's this thought that maybe he's not going to get suspended this year, but next year. Which I got to tell you would be karma to the hilt if it happens because they rigged that contract so that if he got suspended this year, it would cost him nothing more than a million dollars to get suspended for the whole year, it cost a million bucks. If he gets suspended next year, it costs him $46 million. Yeah, but, but the way they did it, they can pop that salary around from year to year. So it's literally, it that, or at least I read this, I don't know if it's changed, but. They he is like foolproof on that. Whenever the suspension is, they'll move the salary bonus to that year or whatever that whatever quirk that they figured out to save him money. 
I did not see that. And I don't know how you do that if they pay out one of the years of the contract already. I don't know how that's possible. I, um, I, I will I'm, say that. If I think they it's really that, they yeah. can't lose enough. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you right. If you're a Browns fan, you're going to hate me for the rest of the season because that's true. And I'll have to look at that, Carmen. It's really interesting. I will openly root for them to lose. Not even, look, forget even your opinion on everything that's gone on to Sean Watson. I think most people kind of have a similar opinion on this, but like, whatever. You're entitled to whatever opinion you want to have. I will root for them for no other reason because they are just actively at that point. If that's true, they are just actively saying, hey, look, even if, whether or not true, untrue, whatever, however it all shakes out, like, hey, not only did we trade a million picks for you, but we want to make sure that you're in the least pain possible from a financial standpoint, regardless of what did or did not happen, allegedly happened, however you want to term that, I will root for them to lose until the end of time, if that's the case, just because of the way they've handled this whole thing. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, look, they're approved. I mean, from a talent perspective, they're approved. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield is. So they're in there. But I do think Denver is the most improved team. Yeah, uh, and I'm just reading it to you. While most large contracts include large signing votes to help minimize the cap in the first year of the deal, doing so in Watson's case creates a loophole of sorts for the Browns. It creates a cap hit that is likely to come around in $10 million for 2022. But for Watson, uh, the benefit could be much greater if the suspension is levied by the NFL. I can't get through all of this right now, but that, that's my understanding of it, that it, it can be applied in, in, in any other year, uh, which is just weird and, and, and amazing that the NFL would, and and the Browns specifically would bend over backwards to help out a guy. I wonder if the NFL is going to allow that. Like I have, I have a feeling the NFL is going to have a conversation behind closed doors with D and Jimmy Haslam. If, if it comes to that, but you know, who knows? I mean, ultimately look, if they can do it legally within the league's bylaws, they can do it. Yeah. I mean, but that's, I'll tell you, that's a rough look for the NFL. And that's a, that's it. Frankly, it's a really rough look for the Browns. Yep. Yep, we don't care. Give us Deshaun Watson. All right, uh, who's your biggest follower? The Verderam. Go ahead. No, there's a few. I, I got to tell you, I mean, one of them is the Cardinals. Like, Murray, you know, does but doesn't want out. Like, he says he doesn't, but all of his actions say that he's really pissed off. DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for six games. You lost Chandler Jones. You lost Christian. Kirk, you went out and traded a first-round pick for Marquise Brown. He's not worth the first-round pick, in my eyes. Um, they lost a lot, man. They lost. I mean, I, I don't know that you could make a case for them as being as good as they were a year ago. Um, it, it, it Stick with me here, but in a weird way, I think the Titans also belong in the conversation. That's mine right there, buddy. There you go. You know, because Brown was so important to them. He's now gone. I get it. And I like Traylon Burks, but like penciling him in as A.J. Brown right off the bat is, is pretty risky. And I, man, it feels like the reason I go with them, though, is last year, it feels like everything, even though they had a lot of injuries, they, they beat a lot of good teams. Like it just lined up. They were the number one seed, and they still couldn't win a playoff game. Like I just, I look at them and I think to myself, like, it's probably not going to go that well again. Yeah, and I, I just think, like, you, you just sort of glossed over that, but people forget, at least I forget, the Titans were the number one seed. Uh, you're subtracting from that, and, and, and Malik Willis might be 
a great player down the line, and I love the pick in the third round, but that's not happening now. So, uh, and 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 I also uh, you look at that division. Matt Ryan just entered it. I I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's a you can certainly. It's it's hard to even. You feel uneasy picking them to 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 win the South. I mean, so I don't know. I, I would I, also quickly yeah. throw in, even though it's kind of on the side because they weren't good last year. Seattle, Seattle is is brutal this year. Russell Wilson's gone. Bobby Wagner's gone. That team's awful. That team is like we're winning three games. Awful. Yeah, I I I when we're going down to that territory. Uh, the Bears won six games last year. You gonna win six this year? I don't know, man. The, ske- the schedule's terrible. I mean, easy. You got a lot, a lot of dogs. One of the one of the easiest schedules in all football. So that would be the saving grace. Uh, but but they are not a good football team. All right, let us let us move along here to uh, our into the future segment. And speaking of teams, by the way, that have high expectations, we're looking at Cincinnati, baby. Boosting the offensive line. If you look around, uh, you know, the NFL prognostication world, most people have the Bengals in the top five. Verderam, you're asking the question if they're going to live up to expectations. Cincinnati, we're looking at you. Who day? What do, you, what do we think? I think the Bengals are good. I think they're for real in terms of they're a contending team. If I had to power rank the AFC, without giving away too much of my Friday uh, situation, my Friday opus that comes out, I, I think they're probably, for me, they're probably third. They're probably third. But, but it's a it's close third. Um, it's a contending third. Listen, they're better defensively than people realize. They got some real studs on that defense. Jesse Bates, Logan Wilson, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard's a good player. Um, I worry about them, though, at corner. And... Mm. I I worry that offensive line, like, look, they went out and got Lyle Collins. Love that move. Ted Karras, okay, they, they went out and they, they, they improved that line. Alex Kappa, keep Kappa, going. Yep, yep, no, yep, absolutely. But I got to see it work. But their offense, man, they, they got guys. They got guys everywhere. That offense can score a lot of points. I like Zach Taylor. I think they will fight with the Ravens in that division. Uh, but, you know, I think the Ravens are right there with them. And the Ravens might be like a 3B to the Bengals 3A. Um, and if you caught me tomorrow, maybe I'd even flip-flop those teams. But I think I think they're good. I think they're a very good team. I, I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team. I think it was a little bit of a Cinderella run. Like, I don't think last year they were the best team in the AFC. They just had an incredible run. Give them all the credit in the world for it. Um, but – I think they're good. I don't think they're going eight and nine. I think they're going to be, you know, a team that wins into double digits, but I don't think they'll be a Super Bowl. So let me give you my new favorite Bengal. And again, this I'll, I'll test the Verderam knowledge base, which is uh, never, never, never any holes, but maybe this one. This dude went to Kansas. He was first team all big 12. And the Bengals, at least if you read their offseason stuff, they're super excited about how he's going to contribute on special teams. Do you know who I'm talking about? A man who was un- he was undrafted, and he was suspended uh, two games for PEDs as well, which I don't know how he only got two games. I, I do not. I am throwing out of my new favorite NFL guy. His name is Puka Williams. P- just, just, just put it out there, Verderam. You heard it here on May 10th, Carm. Puka Williams is going to have a moment here for the Bengals in 2022, damn it. 
Okay. All right. Do, so, do you think? Do you think they live up to expectations? Do you think they are a Super Bowl contender? Do you think they're a notch below? I, I have no idea how they got through this year. That, like that to me is still amazing. And and even at times going through, Burrow's basically playing on one leg, uh, and they could have won the damn game, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they they literally, you know, they're you're gonna, they're going to look back on that for God knows how long. More than they're going to look now, maybe almost sort of similar to how they look back on '91 in Cincinnati. I don't know what it's like to be a Bengals fan, but I assume 91. they still look. Am I? When? What year was the loss of the night? '89. '88. 88. Why did I think 91? All right, whatever. 81, 88. 81 and 88. Okay, okay. 81 is one of my first Super Bowls that I remember, by the they way. They had for- two uh, MVP quarterbacks in those years. Both years had MVP quarterbacks. I I loved Boomer, and Ken Anderson was a – you're at least a little impressed that I pulled Ken Anderson out there. Admit it. I, I would hope you know the hell he is. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, Ben Heisler's having slight technical issues, but he, if you're a, di- if you're a diehard stack in the boxer and you know 1130 Heisler, we'll, we'll pass along that info. Um, I Listen, the AFC's just tough, man. You know, uh, so I don't look at the Bengals, at, you know, I think they're a good team. I think they're right there, but I don't have them ahead of Buffalo. I don't, I don't even know if I have them ahead of the Chargers. I, I certainly don't have them ahead of the Chiefs. Um, you know, so I think they're in the same tier for me as Baltimore and the Chargers and the Broncos. So you got Denver up that high. I, I mean, say, I, Denver, Denver's like on the fringe of that tier. Yeah, like Denver's I, I, on the fringe of that tier for me. I, I maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm I'm just a little skeptical on on the amount of love for the Broncos. That doesn't mean that I think they're not going to be good. That doesn't mean that I don't like. Earlier, I just said I want to watch all the games in the AFC West because I do. I find the storyline very interesting. But I am open to the fact that he's not going to be the savior in Denver. So I'm, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong to be on the fence on this one. No, they certainly, I, I, I it's fair. You, they're a weird. You could make a case for them as a contender. You could also make a case for them going nine and eight. Yeah, uh, and this is. I think this is unfair to Cincinnati. Like you had a great year. You've got a young quarterback coming into its own, his own. You've got you upgraded the offensive line. Like it doesn't feel right to to not believe in the Bengals. Well, it doesn't, and I like the Bengals. I really do. I, I just think last year, that was a wild run. Like, I, I think there's a reason we all kind of feel like that. It's like, okay, were they really the best team in the AFC? Well, I don't think people think they were. Were they the second best team in the AFC? No, I mean, I don't know that we necessarily feel that way. Um, But listen, they're, they're going to be a factor. And I, I do think they're a contender. I do. I, I think they're a contender. I don't think they're a favorite. I, I think they're a contender. That's that's uh, that's how I would I would term it. But it's going to be. I'll tell you. Everybody's talking about the AFC West, and rightfully so. The AFC North is no joke. That is a very good division. Pittsburgh is like by far the worst team, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won seven or eight games. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. All right, let's bring in our guy who's always ready with everything in his, uh, in his betting life. The manager. The dominator. Bet-sided. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on the podcast. Check him out right now. 
Tuesday's 11.30 stack in the box. Ben Heisler, what's up, buddy? What's happening, fellas? How are we all doing? What's going on? Is that a Royals t-shirt? No, it is a uh, – it's one of those, like, Hart KC Charlie Hustle shirts. It's uh, <laughs> starting to get muggy, Kansas City car. You got, it's uh, 90 degrees outside. It, yeah, it's going to be, like, in the, the low to mid-90s today. I was trying to work a little bit outside and uh, – Thought to myself, okay, this is going to last for about 40 minutes. And uh, then came in and got the AC on and often, often ready to go. Yeah, believe me, Slumlord Carm over here is getting hit up for one of his houses that the AC is now working in Kansas City. So this is <laughs> nice job, Carm. Way, way to really take care of the tent. I, I mean, just, 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 just uh, under fire here or, or early oh, yeah, summer. No, what, six, seven, eight months. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Come on, come on, team. Uh, all right, Ben, we're looking at win totals, and we're looking for value, as always. Uh, we're looking for division and just over overall win totals for the season with the schedule coming out on Thursday. Um, I don't know if you have any deep thoughts on this or just values in general in the betting world, but what what's jumping out at you? How can people make some money here in the, in the week of the schedule coming out here, May the 10th? I think it's also important to recognize that, you know, as the schedule comes out, and I'm sure you guys probably addressed this already, um, it's not as if we don't know, you know, what these matchups already are. Like, it's already been been out there for a while. It's just, you know, the NFL having their excitement and anticipation if anyone's going to be playing outside and uh, outside of, you know, the unusual spots or where they're going to be. Uh, when it comes to, to primetime matchups and, and who's going to kick off the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Um, so from, from that standpoint, you know, there, there's nothing crazy yet. I, I would tell you that my first glance, you know, being the Chicago guy that I am, has Chicago hovering around six and a half. I, I'm excited about the future of Chicago, but not this year. I, I don't know where you're sniffing anything close to six wins on the calendar right now. Carmen, I know you do the Windy City pod. Do you see anything more than four or five, even if some of these guys on defense play above their skis and they take the ball away? Like, what are you going to get on offense to even remain competitive this year? Well, the, the reason why you can make an argument for the Bears, and I'm not exactly making a great argument here, but they won six games last year, and Justin Fields was absolutely atrocious. So... Are you really going to – less you've got the home, home games against under 500 teams, Detroit, Minnesota, and granted that's an 8-9, Washington 7-10, and 10, Texans 4-13, and 13, okay? Can you, can you get three of those uh, along with winning a couple others? I don't know. Can you get two? Then away games, Detroit – Again, the Vikings obviously in division. You're at 4-13. and 13. The Giants are at 4-13. and 13. The Jets – you play at Atlanta? Is Atlanta any good? I mean, uh, you know, Fields makes a step forward. I, I think you can get to six, get to seven. You're, that's why the, that's why it's up where it's at. Is that, that That's how I would kind of scoop, uh, you know. Uh, that's why I would feel uncomfortable betting the under. That's fair. And, Verderam, from your perspective, do you look at the Bears and think to yourself, that's going to be one of those try-hard oh, teams that, that get over no, the hump? No, scared? the under. I would bet my mortgage on the under. Um no, I, they they stink. Uh, they have no offensive weapons. I think that the Falcons are the worst team in the NFL. I do. By the, by the way, Lucas is putting in the chat. I think it's worth mentioning. Tom Brady yep. going to Fox uh, whenever he's done. 
He's getting a 10-year, $375 million deal, according to Andrew Marchand. That is so incredibly amazing. The rich just really love live. They, they live lives. You must love football because that's more. That's a seven. That's seven and a half million dollars more to work. Right, that he's making now. Yeah, he's yeah he's making thirty million dollars this year, and he's got to go in every day, put in the time, and take care of his body. Like he either must love football, and I know that this joke has been repeated a handful of times, but he must hate the hell out of his family. Because if you're getting that type of money right now to go to Fox, it, and he's like, nope, no, nope, I need to spend as much time as I can at the facility so I can make seven and a half less million dollars. To get hit. To get hit. Years old. But you, you, you your brain's dashed Come on. Playing sports is better than anything in life. Because uh, he's in it for what, how many years now, Carm? You do it until you do it until you're done. Until you cannot play the rest of your life, you can go uh, hang out on the golf course. I he's still one of the elite quarterbacks in the game. Why would you stop doing it? I don't. I you know because you can get an additional seven and a half million dollars. He doesn't need the money. Your brains bashed it. But he doesn't. First of all, quarterbacks nowadays they might as well be wearing a a a pinup on on their on their jersey. I mean, the guy he's rarely getting hit. Second of all. you know, he, it's not about the dough. He, he, this money means nothing to him unless he wants to buy 17 islands. I mean, I, I really find it – it's just amazing. I, I will say this for him, and there's a lot of people who hate him because he wins all the time. He's not going to be good on TV either, by the way. Keep going. I have my doubts about that as well. Um, but I um, – you know what? People say whatever they want about him. I mean, he's going to be 45 years old in August. And he's the reigning passing title holder. I mean, it is it is unlike any career we've ever seen in sports. I mean, it really is. Like, and I don't want to hear like, – I know there are people who are like, well, no, you know, you know, Blanda played to least – George Blanda was a place kicker and a backup quarterback at 45 years old. Yeah, he was not Tom Brady. Like, there, there is nobody – I mean, Julio Franco played forever in baseball. He was not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, like, dominant. Dominant, dominant, dominant. He's – 45 years old. The only the only thing that to Brady's career, I will forever kind of put a little bit of a caveat next to, nobody has had better luck in their career than Tom Brady. Nobody. If you ever go look, and I tweeted this out like three or four months ago, right when he retired, I think. Go look at the quarterbacks that have been in his division throughout his entire career. It is a comical list of garbage. Like to the point that it's almost impossible. The one year that Brett Favre was in his division with the Jets was the year Brady got hurt. Like, there are nobody – the best quarterback, other than Favre, because, again, he was out that whole year, that he ever faced in the AFC East was weird, bizarre Josh Allen at the very beginning of his career and Chad Pennington. That is it. And it's not even arguable. Like, there's no argument. Then he goes to the NFC South. And gets washed up Drew Brees, Matt Ryan on the worst team in football, and now has who in that division? Jameis Winston, uh, Marcus Mariota, and Sam Darnold. Like, it's unbelievable. (laughs) No one's had an easier run of it in their lifetime than Tom. Now, that being said, that, that run, that easiness ends in the playoffs where he's been incredible. 
and he's beaten one great player after the next. So it's I'm not I'm not discrediting him. I mean, my God, he beat Manning a million times. He's beaten Mahomes a bunch of times. He's beaten anybody Roethlisberger, anybody could throw at him. Warner early in his career, he beat them all. But nobody has had the just surreal amount of hey, here's twelve wins in a playoff spot. But what he's done with that that gift of of uh, non competition in his own division is incredible. I mean, there are plenty of guys who have had easy paths to the playoffs and done nothing with them. Brady has been unbelievable. And at 45 years old, still do what he's doing. And then, hey, by the way, when you retire, you're getting paid like an elite quarterback for the next decade to hang out in a suit. I mean, you the man has just – he has lived the life. He has aced the American dream in a way that few others ever have. And – I love that you're pointing out the obvious here is that Tom Brady is m- the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. And uh, that, so. and the Super Bowls that he won, I mean, listen, you put an average quarterback in there, they probably win at least four of the seven. So, you know, no, no, let's let's not go crazy with this guy. I mean, he's good, but he's not great. Okay, that's not what you said. But what but I but I what I would point out here, um, or just the, the, the flowers that I would like to throw Brady right now. This dude is the model for squeezing everything you can out of yourself. So give him credit for living the life that he lives of kale and yoga and studying and perfection that, uh, you know, that most of us are not willing to commit to. He has done it. To the top, to the to the best of his abilities, and he continues to do it after all his success, which is just straight insane. So, like any field that you're working in, be it an NFL quarterback or sales or whatever, this dude lives his life all in uh, to be the. And you just you got to give him you got to give him the props for that. He deserves all the flowers. Go, you know, I, congratulations. I was, I was thinking about this the other day, just you know, in, in getting to to my mid thirties of, of my life. At what point in your life do you, because I think this ties into what you're saying about, about Tom Brady, Carm. At what point in your life do you, does the, the, the high-low variant change between looking good for the beach and for the gym versus eating whatever the hell you want as long as, like, it's not going to completely destroy your heart or your, or your, 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 you know, your, your chest later on? Like, at one point you just say, screw it. Like, I don't need to impress anybody. I just want to eat delicious food and be happy. He, he's, I think it happens right around this time in my life. I, I really don't think that's part of the. I think the. And I have no idea how you know what goes on inside of Tom Brady. But my guess is that he ain't doing it to impress anyone. He's doing it for to for himself. When he looks well, in the mirror, like, ev- most everybody else not not Brady. Brady has decided <laughs> to take this to an entirely different oh, level okay. beyond anything we okay. can ever comprehend. So, so when your question is, when do I not give a shit what the rest of the world thinks about me, and I could just be me? I'm saying purely based on on looking good versus the the quality of food that you're going to consume. <laughs> yes, Verter, you want to take a stab at this? <laughs> I'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm kind of the inverse. I ate and and um, and consumed uh, alcohol like like a maniac in college. Uh, like most. And then I, I basically just continued right on through in the twenties um, and didn't care at all. I was like, ah, I'm not hanging over my belt. I'm fine. And um, 
never care. I mean, I'm not a beach guy. I never, you know, if, if I'm taking my shirt off, I'm taking a shower. Uh, but I, so that was, that was never something I cared about. And now I'm 33. I had to actually think about that for a quick second. And by the way, I thought, I thought the question was going to be like, when do you just give up on what profession you're in? And you're like, ah, it's good enough. Uh, I thought that's where we were headed. Um, but not, now I'm like the opposite. Now I really do watch what I eat. I have a trainer. I go work out a few times a week with her, work out on the side. Like I really am like, you know, I, I keep track of like, you know, body fat percentage. I never did ever until like seven, eight months ago. So I'm actually kind of the inverse. But I think most people, once you're like comfortable, look, this is probably the wrong answer. Like once you're comfortable in your marriage and like, you're just like, yeah, you know, what the hell? What does it matter, right? We're married. We love each other. We're good. Like, eh, I'll have an extra cannoli. Why not? You know, <laughs> I think that kind of is the thing, right? Like, that's kind of the line of delineation. At least I think so. Um, I know certainly my friends, it seems, have followed that track. This is a so. very, very odd two minutes in the history of stacking the box, but one that I very much enjoyed for the record. That's yes. uh, on me for completely. No, no, no. no. I, you, you're doing great work. And I, I, I just want to. The underlying things that I just learned one that Verderam has a trainer, which is, which is oh, kind of a, what, what, like it, I, 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 we should probably talk about this offline, but I'm just too curious to not ask right now. So like planet fitness trainer, or is this person come to that basement? What do we got going on here? It's not come to the basement. I, uh, there's a, a, a chain of gyms here in Rockford. Uh, okay. And, uh, okay. I go in and I, I go in and uh, work out with her a couple of days a week. And then I go a couple of days on the side myself. And uh, wow. I got uh, I got my my Schwinn bike over here that I jump on at night, <laughs> yes, and yes, uh, yes. it's all it's all about the strength training, man. I mean, I look, I went from being like I never my whole life was basically when I grew up, and I, I I'm sure my parents will hear this and complain about this, but when I grew Verter up, I'm shirt off, Pod. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry, couple months. Like so, like it was always like, don't eat a bunch of fat, don't eat like eight thousand calories. We're good, and. When I was younger in high, in high school, I was actually in pretty good shape. I played sports. Literally, I, I played like multiple sports at a time. So I, I could have eaten 6,000 calories. It wouldn't have mattered. But then like as I've gotten older, you learn like, you know, like added sugar is actually really not good for you. And and like protein is something you should probably target. Like I, I never thought about any of that stuff until I was in my 30s, ever. And now like I really try to make sure I don't eat a lot of added sugar. Like I, I make sure I try to eat like 150 grams of protein every day, which, which requires shakes and, and bars and all that other crap. But it's just funny. Like, I feel like I'm the app one. He's like, I got it. You know, like, like Ben was, I got all good for the gym, man. I got all good for the, you know, these days, hell, I got all good for social media. I got all good for the beach where my, my, I was 24 and I was like, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? Who's what? Wh- what party are we going to? I mean, that was pretty much my life until I, I got married and uh, then became a person. I mean, I don't know if you're quite big enough yet to be, and I don't even even know if ESPN still does the the body episodes. I'm but, not. I'm not quite there. No. But I. I mean, just a couple cu- couple more NFL seasons, couple more tweets. I mean, I, I'm down to, to seeing the full Verteram. Let's go. Uh, Heist, do you have anything further on this, or would you like to talk about a win total in a division that you didn't mention before? Up to you. I'll only that I'm now motivated to try and go the inverse route. I, I came in <laughs> thinking, all right, like this is sort of the, the trajectory that I need to be on. And then Verderam came in talking about his trainer and starting to pay attention to added sugar. And I was like, well, I added a lot of sugar to my diet by eating ice cream last night. So uh, well, I need to get this straightened out. 
Like it, I, my wife's on my wife's on the bike over there like six out of seven times, and she had a broken leg in in October. So I really have zero. How is your wife doing with the leg? She's good. She's doing really, really well. Like it's, they it, it have to do like a, another small procedure at the uh, in the middle of the summer. They had, there's like a, a rod inside her leg that had to be placed in on during the surgery to keep everything straightened together so that it could actually heal and recover. So like she can't walk for like extended periods of time, like for miles or so, because the rod will start to like poke at her leg. So once they take that out, she should be be good to go. Nice. Appreciate you asking. Good. good. All right, you wanted a win total. I'll give you a or win. anything. We're 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 hey, let's talk family. I'm down. By the way, as the elder statesman on this podcast, I relate to everything that's been said, and uh, I shouldn't have had the. Uh, grilled chicken along with french fries along with potato skins along with everything else and the two beers that i had after the big softball game last night so i'm feeling the guilt continue on ben give me a win total make some make someone some money here let's do it all right what do you guys think of the washington no longer football team what what are they now the the washington Commanders. commanders they're actually if you consider the ceiling for what carson wentz can be. And I actually think he's going to be an offense where he'll be protected a little bit from, from making some of those key mistakes. Uh, and, and remember too, like he actually did not turn the ball over all that much. It just got reemphasized in that awful game in the regular season to close things out that cost the Colts an opportunity to make the playoffs. But Carson Wentz for most of the year did a very good job at taking care of the football. But this is a team with plenty of playmakers on offense. The defense regressed last year. I I think they'll have a bounce back year. You're going to get some better health, especially in the front four. Um, They they went and drafted a guy, granted, very early in Jahan Dotson, who, Carm, I know you like, and and Vernon, I think you like him too. I don't know if you liked him middle of the first round, but that's exactly the type of guy you need to add to that offense. He has weapons on the outside in Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. He has a weapon in the inside in Jahan Dotson, and he has a very good tight end, too, um, in, in Logan Thomas. And so you expect the offense to play better, especially if Wentz is able to get closer to the ceiling that we would expect from him. He has playmakers around him, and the defense, from a regression year last year, takes a step in the right direction back again. I, I think they're better than the seven-and-a-half win total that they're projected in most consensus sports books. And there you have it. Ben Heisler coming strong. Put that over on the Commanders and yet another game you're interested in all season long. That's my favorite bet with over and unders because it's a it is a value play. You care about it each week. You don't have to bet a huge amount of money, and you're interested. It it helps you get through a you know not that you need help getting through a football season, but it's an added value to your football season. Let me say it like that. That's the that's the beauty of the over under play. Yes, and, I, and also oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say I, I I'm with you on the over. I think look the one the one fear I have though with them, you're right with Wentz with the turnovers and all that. But consider this with Carson Wentz. Sometimes there's more than meets the statistical eye, if I can say that right. They have a quarterback now who a couple years ago was in Philadelphia. The Eagles ate an ungodly amount of cap just to get rid of him. We're like, that's fine, get out. We'll eat over $30 million in dead cap. But they at least got a first and a third round pick. The Colts didn't take him. Having given up a first and a third round pick, they win nine games last year. Statistically, he puts up a decent line. 
the Colts then, without having any answer at the time, were like, you know what? Get out. Get out. We will again eat money. We don't care. Please leave because our ownership hates you so much. We will do anything to get rid of you. We're not getting a first-round pick back. The trade looks awful. We might have to start Sam Ellinger. We don't care. Go home. That worries me. Like it's like, and you hear these things, and God knows, I'll be the first to say I've heard them when you're out and you talk to people in the league. Like, not the most likable guy, not the best guy in the room. A lot of times when you hear stuff like that, like people, like teammates, coaches, whatever, people will jump to the defense of that player. Can anyone point me to one person who's jumped to the defense of Carson Wentz? Because if they have, I miss that person. Like, I am yet to talk to one person. It's like, you know what? I disagree. He's a great guy, and he's a leader. That worries me. Like, that franchise, not exactly getting a ton of leadership up top. Like, Ron Rivera is basically the only guy who's leading in terms of, like, in that building on a day-to-day basis. That That is concerning to me. Um, but I do think from a talent perspective, they should at least be, like, around eight to nine wins. I, I will slightly just – throw out there that when he got to Indianapolis last year I remember uh, just a lot of people stepping up like but now I got Carson and Philly is that he's a bad teammate they were pushing back on that hard uh, but then you can look at the way it ended um, and people like to say positive things in the offseason when you acquire a new player because they want positive things out there and we are welcoming him let's say nice things even if we don't really mean it go to the Bears and I Justin also, Fields uh, and yeah I, I, I don't work out for the Eagles last year yeah okay, that's, that's fair. They didn't they, they they didn't miss him. Um, they weren't crying. No no you, you're right. Hey Ben, stay healthy brother. Good stuff. Get Good that ace. Uh, excellent excellent time today. We'll we, we love you Ben. We'll see you next week. Uh, ben Heisler t- taking off here. All right Verderam, we're saying goodbye uh, with the schedule hey, release. We already up. hit our last segment, which was just yes you're. <laughs> Added well, sugar, and I, I'm sure people were like, shut up. I don't care, um, and I don't blame. Well, well I, I got something for you, because tonight's, right. a, tonight's a big night. Uh, I, I have uh, I've been playing in the, in the Deer Creek Tennis League for about two months now, okay. and there's four levels in this league. They tried me out to see if I was capable of playing in the 4-5-B level. Uh, I played a guy at the bottom of that who hadn't didn't win one match in the prior session, and we had a battle, and I should have beaten him, but I lost. So I was worried that I wasn't going to get one win in the damn league, but I would be at least moderately competitive in the losses. But I did win my first two matches when it was in first place, and they put the standings out every week in the email and the results and the whole thing. So there was Carmen, 2-0. and I was feeling great. Unfortunately, since then, I have not won another match, and my biggest loss – Came to good old Mike Weinstein, uh, 0-1. He cracked the living daylights out of me. Now, I played terrible. But tonight is the playoffs, Verderam. And I am rematched uh, as the sixth seed against three-seed Weinstein. Two, uh, and so... How many seeds are there? Eight? There are eight seeds. There are... I, I beat people in this league to begin with? So, no, everybody, everybody makes the playoffs. So, okay. so, so the eight seed who did not win a match is, is there... The seven seed, uh, who I who I lost to, um, but we split sets. I get a point for winning a set. I'm ahead of him, and then uh, I beat the fifth seed, but he beat more more other guys. But so I'm the sixth seed, and 
and I'm going to kick the shit out of this guy tonight. That's the plan. That's the plan. Go, go in there and kick his ass. And that's that's the that's the plan. So big are night you, for Carm. Are you an emotional guy when you play, or are you like very stoic? Uh, if it goes south on me, I have a hard time controlling it. I'll be honest. You got to get in his head early, man. Sports yeah, every bit as mental as they are physical. So you think I should be? I you think I should be puffing chest and, and taunting him? I would. What what's your best shot? Like if you had to say, like what what is your best shot? You know, forehand cross court. Forehand. I, I don't think I don't think he. We talked after last match, and he kind of like he let. I was like, I thought you were gonna thought you were gonna you know play at the net more than you did. So I think I you know if I can get to the net, I think it will bug him. But my point is, and fair enough, you would know better than me. You know tennis way better than I do. I, I'm certainly casual in that regard. But what what is your best shot? If you had to hit one shot for your life, what's your best shot? Part of the problem why I haven't reached the next level, I don't have the signature. Uh, I'm just very consistent. I I I, I play a very solid game. But if go you had to say that, if I, if my forehand's on, cross court forehand, sure. Go for a big shot early, like real yeah. early. Sure. Even if you lose the point, screw it. Like go for a big shot and you nail it. Be obnoxious about it. <laughs> like let, because look, man. If you miss a couple of big shots early, fine. So what? But if you hit them, that puts a seed of doubt in the guy's head. Like, shit. Like, you know, this guy, I mean, he's just whipping off the line. He just hit a couple shots I can't defend. Now, all of a sudden, he's playing a little more defensive. Like, I always believe, like, I played hockey in high school. My, I, I was always a bigger kid. Oh, even in high school, I, I mean, now, my God, I'm 6'2", 240, I think. But at the time, I was 6'2", and whatever the hell I was, 205. I would always try to find like a defenseman who what who who is, you know, on the I don't know the bigger side, somebody who is my side. Dump the puck in, try to dump it in high, so he's got to go back and play, and you have a little bit of time to get in there, and just and just run him into the boards as hard as like legally, of course, but like run him. And at that point, if I dump the puck in, he might go in a little bit slower the next time. And as the course of the game goes on, it starts to play in right. So you've got to you got to try to rip a couple shots early in the game. If you if you hit one of them, put a little doubt in his head, be a little aggressive, charge that net. I think you got it in the bag, Carm. I th- take him right out. This would be uh, if I can get this one done tonight. It would it would be I I will I'll call you at eleven. I'll send you a text. Uh, it's it's right, a late. I want to know. I, and if you don't, I'm gonna text you. By the way, somebody asked me was my favorite hockey team, uh, the New Jersey Devils, which is putting me in nothing but pain because they suck. <laughs> um, but the NHL draft lottery is tonight, which is the biggest night the Devils had all year long. Um, Devils fans since uh, 95, actually, right before they won the Cup. So I, I jumped on at the right time of seven. Um, I, I love I love Verram sports. If you don't know Verram, can I just answer these for you? He loves the Devils. He loves the Oakland Dames, which if you follow him on Twitter, you definitely know that. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Hey, they're they traded everyone. They're still hanging around. At least they were hanging last around. time. They just lost nine in a row. Okay, but well, before the nine in a row, they were about a five hundred team. Did they really lost nine in a row? Sorry, I've been yeah, paying yeah. attention. And scored like twelve runs in the nine game. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Uh, myself, like everybody else, is not paying attention to the Oakland A's. But at one point, they were like ten and thirteen. Yeah, they- those are those are good times. Okay, so you they're know all- you suck when you're high. When you're like, hey, we were once only kind of terrible. And then, yeah, and then you just crazy. Well, of everything they did in the offseason, they were ten and nine. Yeah, that were is the key word in that sense. Nineteen, 19 games in with after selling everything off, they were over five hundred. 
and 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 then they lost nine and zero. Okay, all right. The Chiefs uh, team I root for that I'm not in deep deep psychological pain over. There you go. Uh, all right, brother. I think it's time Thank to say you. goodbye. Look look it forward to – yes, tell all of everybody other content coming up on Thursday. One right, more so time. Obviously, look, we're going to have – on Thursday, we're going to have uh, an Arrowhead Addict. We're going to break down the Chiefs' whole schedule. We'll be on there, uh, running the whole thing down. Um, probably an hour-long podcast. It'll be myself, Patrick Allen, Matt Connor, Stone Holmes. So if you're, if you're not already checking that out, check it out. Of course, you're a Chiefs fan. If you're a fan of another team, you might kind of be bored out of your mind. Um, but we'll be doing that. And then I will have that Opus come out Thursday night. 272 regular season games, all the playoff games, and the Super Bowl. And I will close with this. My a little note to leave on, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in sports. I tweeted this out the other day. I stand by it. Basketball, very rarely do you get an upset. Very rarely. Baseball playoffs, give me a break. I mean, nobody even hits the damn ball anymore. Baseball is the most boring sport in the face of the earth. I love baseball. Love it. The most boring. They couldn't have ruined that sport more if they tried. Love football because every game is game seven. But hockey, man, if you watch the hockey, but I'll tell you right now, there is nothing like a double overtime game in the NHL. Some guy ring one off the crossbar. You are on the edge of your – and if one of your teams is involved, you're in arrhythmia for four hours. It, it is the best playoffs by a mile in professional sports. So I'm just going to say this. You like the NFL playoffs more than you like the NHL playoffs. I refuse to believe that. I, 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 I re- use it as a Chiefs fan of more on the line in the NFL playoffs, but and I think the NFL playoffs are great. But the NHL playoffs, man, that's you get those seven-game series. And by game – I mean, look, you're, no. I know you follow hockey. Like, you get game five, game six, and those guys, especially like second or third round, they're beat no. up and they're t- guys are playing like broken feet. It's crazy. Those playoffs. Yes. They're insane. And, and listen, people who love hockey, like you, this is their, this is what you hear this every time of, uh, at this type point of the year. NHL playoffs, best ever. I'll, I'll just say this for those sleeping on the NBA and for you, hockey fans sleeping on the NBA. If you want to see hockey on a basketball court right now, on old school hoops, Verderam, you should check this out. The Celtics Buck series is freaking insane. I mean, it is violent out there. And Giannis is, uh, I love him, but he's like a combination of lamb beer slash wilt slash, I mean, slash, I, slash Russell. Bulldozer I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. He's just killing people, throwing elbows, like you pass it down. I'm like, I'm like, okay, take it easy. Well, by the way, like, you two going to Boston. Who do you have in that series? So I, I picked the Celtics at the start of the series, um, so I'm sticking with it. Um, is Middleton coming back at all? I don't think he is. I, I, honestly, I haven't followed the news on that super close, so I'm not 100% certain. But I, I just – the Celtics are good, man. But I, it, it, but I, but I got to say, I don't feel comfortable in that pick at all. I'm, I'm taking the Bucks, but I, I also don't feel comfortable. I, the problem I have with basketball and I, I be, is usually it's just chalk. Now, this year has been a lot of fun, I will say, because this year the Suns, like the Mavericks are giving them a series. And Luka is good for, uh, you know, 50 at any time. I love watching Golden State. I always have. I love watching that team. Um, and the East is fairly – so this year I agree. Like a lot of years you're just like, oh, that team's going to win, and then they win. Um, we're hockey like anybody can win. It's chaos. It's insane. Um, it's just so much fun. And I will tell you, if you're a hockey fan, and I'll leave it at this. Normally, you'd hear these two teams make, eh? The Flames and the Stars, that series. The goaltending 
has just been between Markstrom and Ottinger has just been unbelievable. Like Ottinger lost last night for Dallas. He faced like 50 shots and they lost like three to one. There's an empty and made it four to one. Um, Trivia question for the chat. Other than who just Verderam name, can anybody name a flame and or star as we wrap up here? Cause I'm going to guess. No, you can't name anybody on those teams. The Calgary Flames are the Dallas Stars? Calgary like 115 points. Can't name one guy in the team. I don't care about the Calgary Flames. Are You're you nuts? <laughs> the Calgary Flames? Can you name anybody on the Magic? Yes, I love the Magic. Oh, God. Seek <laughs> help. All I right, can't. we got to go. We've already we probably lost like 100 subscribers to this podcast. No, nah, they, lo- they loved every minute of it. Hey, thank you, by the way, for real, for uh, hanging with us today, for those who are still hanging out. And uh, yes, uh, tell a friend, stag in the box, damn it. You'll, you'll, get a, you'll get an NHL hot take at the back end. And uh, Arrowhead Addict on Thursday for the schedule release uh, for uh, everybody who loves Matt Ferdinand, which is damn everybody. So uh, do a great job. I know you will. And thanks for watching out there, brother. Ferdinand, good times. You too. Take care, Carm. Good luck tonight. See you guys. Yep. Bill's going down. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.